Yo, 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 what up, dogs? And welcome to episode number 109 of the Fantasy Football Dogs podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Panther, and as always, I'm here with my pal in real life, but my foe in fantasy, Nathan, Nate Dog McDonald. And I'm also here with another pal in real life, but yet another fro in fantasy, and that is Mr. Josh Walker. And Josh Walker has been with us before, but he is a contributor and analyst for Going for Two. And uh, Josh, I'll let you talk about where else people can find your work and just kind of give give your own introduction here. Yeah, thanks, uh, Josiah and Nathan, for having me back on. I love talking football with you guys. Yeah. Uh, you can find it in my rankings at goingfortwo.com. I also have a few player profiles coming out soon, uh, articles throughout the year. And you can find me on Twitter at Rotonaut, R-O-T-O-N-A-U-T. Very cool. Yes, that's Rotonaut on Twitter. And that's awesome. You're doing some player profiler, uh, profiles. That'd be really cool to check out. Um, I'll definitely be on the look lookout for that. So, uh, yeah. Um, so Nate, uh, you got anything you want to, you want to throw in and, uh, Nate, I know we got a lot of news and, uh, trades and free agency acquisitions that we're going to touch on quickly before the meat of our episode here, which will be comparing our post combine rookie rankings. Yeah. So, uh, been a long week with the cold, so I'm just going to save my voice and get right down to it. Hi everybody. And there's a lot of shit to talk about. Uh, so yeah, a lot of news. We'll start with the big time trade. The bears finally trade the number one pick to the Panthers and they receive the Panthers ninth pick, uh, their second round pick this year, next year's first, a 2025 second. And finally, Mr. DJ Moore. So Bears receive a big old haul, and the Panthers move up to get their guy, which uh, the odds have heavily favored C.J. Stroud since that move was made. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's obviously the big-time trade. Um, some other minor trades that happens. Uh, Darren Waller traded to the Giants for a third-round pick, so not quite as minor. Um, that's the 100 pick in this year's draft. So I'm very excited to see what he can do with Brian Dayball. Uh, Hayden uh, Hunter Long was traded to the Rams uh, in a deal that included Jalen Ramsey in a pick. And Jonu Smith uh, was traded to the Falcons for I don't know what, probably not a lot. Uh, Seventh. Yeah, yeah, it couldn't have been much. So, uh, so yeah, those are the only trades. Uh, any reaction to that, guys? Josh? Uh, well, yeah, the Bears came away very, very well after that trade. Mm. And it showed, it's kind of a risky move for the Panthers, in my opinion. Because you're giving a young quarterback, you're going in without very many picks, without very many young people to build around with them. So it's a little risky, but... I guess you can do what you do to get your get your guy. Yeah, no, I think they got excellent value there. I wondered why they – I thought they would wait until closer to the draft or maybe even the day of the draft, but the reason why was DJ Moore. They could know that they got that wide receiver before free agency started. Um, so so that was really important, and that was why the, the timing of the deal worked out the way that it did. Uh, but yeah, that was actually, that came out the day, uh, after our last episode. So that was, uh, almost a week ago now, but, uh, that was definitely, uh, biggest news as far as trades. And I think Darren Waller to the giants is also, uh, exciting for mm -hmm. the Daniel Jones, uh, believers, which I find myself becoming more and more of one as, uh, as, as time progresses, but, uh, yeah, definitely Darren Waller's a nice addition there, but, um, yeah, Nate, uh, I know you got a big list of free agents, which we are going to do a free agency episode next week. That is not what we came here to do today. So Nate's just going to kind of run through these. And of course there'll be a lot more to talk about next week as, uh, as, uh, the next week progresses as well. So, uh, but Nate, we'll talk about the big time fantasy names, uh, that have been, uh, shifting teams. Via free agency. 
Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about. So uh, first thing, we'll start with the quarterbacks. So Jimmy G signed with the Raiders, reuniting with Josh McDaniel. Signed a three-year deal um, for $73 million, so pretty reasonable price. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers deal looks to be all but done it's for him to go to the Jets. He said on the Pat McAfee po- podcast that that's where he wants to be. And, you know, we'll talk about a free agent signing that they made in the wide receiver group that uh, kind of backs that up. So um, he's probably going there. Taylor Heineke signed with the Falcons on a two-year deal. Uh, Andy Dalton signed with the Panthers, same thing. Um, Mike White with the Dolphins. Jared Stidham with the Broncos. Um, Jacoby Brissett brought in with the Commanders on a one-year deal. Uh, Sam Darnold uh, to the 49ers. And finally, you mentioned P.J. Walker to the Bears. So um, Fresh off the press, baby. A lot lot of backups there, but uh, that's that's all right. Um, Running back news. This is pretty exciting. Miles Sanders signed with the Panthers. uh, Four-year deal for $25 So that's the best uh, any running back has gotten so far. So good for him. Uh, David Montgomery signed with the Lions, a uh, three-year deal for $18 million. And uh, because of that, Jamal Williams has signed with the Saints um, for a three-year, $12 million deal. Um, so they have uh, – Montgomery's kind of taken his place there. Rashad Penny signed a cheap deal with the Eagles for one year. Uh, Dolphins re-signed Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, and brought back Miles Gaskin to have the ugliest three-headed backfield of all time. Um, Samaj P. Ryan signs with the Broncos on a two-year deal. Alexander Madison re-signs with the Vikings. Uh, so everybody thought he might go elsewhere in free agency. That's not the case. Uh, but there are rumors that Dalvin Cook could possibly get traded. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, James Robinson signed a two-year deal with the Patriots. And finally, Ezekiel Elliott has been cut by the Cowboys. So big-time news that dropped today. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, where he goes next and what kind of role he plays. But uh yeah, I, um, you know, Jerry Jones really likes Bijan, so wouldn't be surprised. Oh, um, but, uh, yeah, that's it for running backs. Uh, wide receivers, much like his, less extensive, but Jacoby Myers uh, gone with the Raiders, so uh, he is back with Josh McDaniels as well. A uh, three-year, $33 million deal, so good for him. Alan Lazard got the same money per year with the Jets at four years, $44 million, which I think has been an overpay. But uh, obviously, this is a move to entice Aaron Rodgers. So uh, Juju Smith-Schuster just signed with the Patriots, and Robert Woods has signed with the Texans uh, for a two-year, $50 million deal. So actually more than I would expect. Um, and then the only tight end movement that wasn't a trade was Hayden Hurst signing with the Panthers for a three-year, $22 million deal. So Panthers are kind of adding weapons to kind of restore a little bit of playmaking ability. But that is the list. Anything to add in comments? Josiah. Great job uh, covering that list, Nate, and uh, that was pretty comprehensive there. Yeah, um, you know, I think there's a lot of really interesting signings in there. We'll talk about it uh, more next week, but um, yeah, uh, there, there's there's definitely some some really interesting ones. And that Jacoby Brissett, the only thing I will touch on, that Jacoby Brissett signing, I think, is a little more interesting than it might appear at face value because I know maybe Sam Howell will get the um, – the leg up, but I'm sure it's going to be a competition. And we saw how well, I mean, Jacoby Brissett was a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson last year. Not that that's a high bar to clear, but um, he was a better quarterback than a lot of quarterbacks. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out uh, for the commanders. Uh, yet another middling uh, quarterback year um, incoming, but yeah, Josh, um, I'll let you touch on uh, the ones that stand out a little bit more to you since uh, you might not be here for our, Free agency talk. So, yeah, if there's any that you really uh, think are interesting, uh, feel free to talk about them. Yeah, the main one is I've seen a lot of people knocking Kyle Pitts because of John Smith signing. 
<laughs> but I think it's actually a good thing for Kyle Pitts. He's going to be asked to block a lot less. He can play a little bit more like, you know, a big slot role. Mm-hmm. So if you see anyone out there trying to downplay Kyle Pitts, just go try and trade for him because mm-hmm. it will pay off. Um, that one, and I'm glad to see the Panthers are starting to put some weapons around. It makes you feel a little bit better about C.J. Stroud because you do have to take into account if he doesn't have weapons, he might not be – he might have a rough year or two until they get weapons. So. Mm-hmm. And wasn't there a, a running back you were particularly excited about? Oh, yeah. I already <laughs> forgot. I got Rashad Penny. Yeah. If he can stay healthy and at least get 12 carries a game, I think he's going to be better than Miles Sanders was. And I'm not sure, but he was a borderline RB1. So mm-hmm. when he was healthy, go get yeah, Rashad 100%. Penny. Yeah, when he was healthy yeah. the previous year, he um his yards per carry or his yards after contact per carry was like far and away the best in the league. So he's he's electric. Um I'm interested by that one as well. Yeah. Some good mentions there. And as far as the Kyle Pitts news, look, the whole thing I was mad about watching the Falcons, the, at least the beginning of the season when I could manage it mm. uh, was why is Kyle Pitts blocking so much? Like put this man out on routes. Like he's not being used. Right. So to me, this is a step in the right direction. I'm, I think Falcons fans probably realize that, but Maybe people that aren't as tuned in to the Falcons and Arthur Smith's offense uh, might might on face value think that that's a that's a move. Um, I don't like the amount we have to pay for Johnny. We took on his full contract, and it's like ten thousand or ten million. Mm. Uh, I wish it were ten thousand, but so I don't <laughs> love that for a blocking tight end. And I'm sure he will catch some passes. He's very athletic as well for his size, but um, you know I'm sure he'll be utilized better uh, with Arthur Smith than he was uh, with the Patriots. So I like that call there for sure. But uh, yeah, uh, without further ado, unless, Nate, there's anything you wanted to add? No, the Kyle Pitts slander is ridiculous. Johnu Smith, mm-hmm. like you said, is, if anything, a benefit. But people are acting like he's been a total bust his first two years and not had one of the best, like, combined first two seasons of any tight end ever. So, yeah, I think it's just the lack of touchdowns and fantasy stuff that's got people down. But Pitts as a player is fantastic. So, yeah, if, he, yeah. if you can get him Absolutely. at a depressed value, strike while the iron's hot. I like that. I like that for sure. Um, well, all right, fellas, let's get into it. And we're going to start, of course, with the quarterback position. Um, and the way we're going to do this, me and Nate will kind of uh, talk about it uh, first, just because obviously our audience, you know what our pre-combine rankings of these players were. And so now we'll get into the changes we've made and just kind of focus on that as opposed to going into each player by player and what we like about them, what we don't. If you want to hear all of that, uh, you can listen to our pre-combine uh, rankings where we gave our film analysis and, and everything that we like and dislike about quarterbacks, which I'm sure we'll still touch on. Uh, but um, but yeah, so um, yeah, without further ado, Nate, if you want to start us out and uh, you can give uh, I guess your rankings for the pre-combine and just talk about how they've changed. Yep. So let me look at this uh, pre-combine. Got to go back to the episode. Yeah, it's um, CJ Stroud was at number one. Absolutely nothing has changed there. Uh, he looked fantastic at the combine, especially in the throwing drills. Um, also came in a good size. Um, Bryce Young was number two. Nothing's changed there. He's still number two. Uh, the rest of the list was Hendon Hooker at three, Will Levis at four, Anthony Richardson at five, Tanner McKee at six, seven, Max Duggan, eight, Stetson Bennett, nine, Jake Hayner, and 10, Jaron Hall. So that was the pre-combine stuff. Uh, the changes since then, Bryce Young, like I said, still at two. Uh, at three is still Hendon Hooker. 
I until he gets like some incredibly depressed draft capital compared to these other three guys who I think are in the same tier. He is easily the best passer of the three. And apparently he's crushing it in interviews. So I am a big fan of his ability to win with his arms and his legs. So, um, yeah, at Hendon Hooker, you're staying put until uh, proven otherwise in the draft or, you know, even later. Um, so, yeah, number four, uh, there is a change here. Anthony Richardson and Will Levis have swapped positions. Just Richardson tore up the combine. So, um, yeah, put up historically good numbers. Uh, stupidly fast for his size. And, yeah, he, he just looked really good. Um, so, I mean, not as good in the throwing session, especially compared to Stroud, but he's definitely a riser after that performance. So, um, Will Levis is five for me, but again, I still feel like these three guys are all kind of in their same tier. Um, six, still Tanner McKee. Seven, still Max Duggan. Duggan looked more athletic than expected at the Combine, so ran really well. Uh, Stetson Bennett looked fantastic at the Combine. He uh, is number eight for me. Problem is he came in at 192 pounds, so very, very small. Um, but I still think he can make a good uh, career back up in the league. Nine is still Jake Hayner, and ten – Jaron Hall has fallen out and Clayton Toon has taken his place out of Houston. So that completes my top 10. And uh, Josiah, what changes have you made? And yeah, what do you think about my list? Yeah, I think I like the boldness there. Uh, keeping hit Hendon Hooker. I was wondering what you're going to do. Obviously, Hooker didn't do anything at the combine because mm-hmm. he's still recovering from an injury. So mm-hmm. uh, sticking to your guns there. Uh, I, and, and I like like seeing that. Um, but, but yeah, um, you know, otherwise, you know, I, I agree, uh, with some other stuff, but I guess I'll get into that, uh, as I talk about it briefly yeah. here. So, um, yeah, for me, uh, coming in the pre-combine, uh, I only made one change and, and I will mention, um, I only went to eight for this. I can probably tack on the, the last two. And I think I asked Josh to do eight. I know you did your 10 quarterbacks there. So, uh, way to overachieve Nate, but I got, uh, no one taught my, my- <laughs> no yeah I, that, that, that's 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 on me but anyways no big deal um i can give you my 10 definitely that i had a pre-combine i had cj stroud bryce young at two w- will levis at three anthony richardson at four hendon hooker at five stetson bennett at six jake hayner at seven tanner mckee at eight jaron hall at nine and max duggan at 10 so i'll be pretty short and sweet with the changes i made here um, I'll talk about it a little bit. I made one change. I switched Will Levis and Anthony Richardson as you did. So now Anthony Richardson is my quarterback three. Um, yeah, I, I knew he was athletic, but I did not know he was literally the most athletic quarterback to ever test at the combine. So, um, that definitely, uh, to me is worth taking the risk a little bit more. I definitely still feel like he has to develop a lot. I hope he doesn't get drafted into a situation where he's expected to immediately start. But um, if he does, I'm sure it'll be just like Justin Fields first year, a little bit rough, but it'll be good development. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying he will have the same success we saw in Justin Fields in the second year, but I think he's definitely a candidate to have that kind of jump in his second year. So I'm willing to take the swing. And to be honest with you, man, I I considered putting him at two above Bryce Young. Obviously, Bryce Young. I talk, you know, I, I I mentioned last week. I said if Bryce Young came in at over two hundred pounds, I'd consider him for quarterback one. But the problem is, is I wasn't expecting him to be five ten. I had him at six foot. 
So that's that's much shorter than I thought. Uh, so I, to me, it still kind of balances out. Uh, him, both Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young are outliers in their own way. Bryce Young because of his size, and Anthony Richardson uh, because of his lack of uh, accuracy and uh, and the the mechanics and fundamentals as a quarterback. He still needs to develop. Um, but I, I think that if I'm a team that's picking at the top of the draft and I need a quarterback and CJ Stroud's already gone and I don't think I'm going to compete this year, I might be willing to take this swing on Anthony Richardson at two because he might not start right away. It's just going to help me get a higher draft pick next year as opposed to Bryce Young, who I feel like is going to start right away and is going to be scoring points right away. So if there's definitely situations where, uh, you know, I feel like Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson almost are in a similar tier uh, in my mind at this moment. But um, going on from that, Will Levis moved down to four. Um, Hendon Hooker still at five. I still got Mr. Stetson there at six. Still got Jake Hayner at seven and still have Tanner McKee at eight. So nothing really changed for me except the the move from Anthony Richardson, but I did flirt with putting him at number two, uh, but I couldn't quite do it. I still think Bryce Young has just a higher uh, floor, um, and I you know I know that he'll probably not be a bust. Um, you know, just I worry about him being able to stay on the field, a la Kyler, Kyler Murray. Um, but yeah, that's our uh, quarterback rankings. Um, Josh, I'll let you get into yours, and then we can kind of talk about some of the differences we have here. Yeah, so there's not quite as many differences as I thought and one agreement that I thought would be a disagreement. So I obviously have C.J. Stroud first. I think he's kind of in a tier on his own right now. Uh, and then going to Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson, I have – I just moved him above Bryce Young. So I'm with you, Josiah, that they're – it's very close, though. I just actually made that change today going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just seeing Justin Fields be successful without being – very like efficient throwing the ball he's more athletic than justin Fields, so i think he can do what he did and still be at least fantasy relevant if not like a great real life quarterback but like you said it would be best if he sits a year let him develop a little bit uh so i got richardson at two young at three then i have hendon hooker i have him above will levis so i agree with uh nate about that he's got good size and as you said he's one of the best passers in the draft and is mobile Will Levis, I just I don't trust him not having short accuracy already. He has struggles with pocket presence, and that's something that's kind of hard to teach as opposed to uh, and Hooker. He can already move defense with his eyes and get players open. And then after that, to wrap it up, I have Aaron McKee at six, Stetson Bennett at seven, and Jake Painter at eight. We got nice. I, we got the same top eight, just in a slightly different order. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like that a lot, man. Um, I like that you had the, the, the cojones here to move, uh, Anthony Richardson up to two. Uh, I think, you know, I'm that's, uh, I'm seeing that a little bit more now off the combo, but even still it's a, it's a move I consider, but did, qu- couldn't quite pull the trigger on. Uh, but yeah, Nate, what are your thoughts on, uh, Mr. Josh's rankings here? And, uh, how, also just want to say, I love that you have CJ Stroud number one, cause I still feel like that's not a a common thing it might become more common but now i hear people saying oh well when he goes to the panthers he's not going to have a good system so he's he's going to be learning behind frank reich you they're they're not going to have a great first year maybe but you know tanner neither did uh trevor lawrence and you know we we see the jump that he made the next year and i kind of see cj Sheldon that way so i'm i'm much more willing to trust talent over situations um, especially for, uh, for the quarterback because situations change so much from season to season um, as we see 
see, you know, the bears completely going in and, and changing the lands of, of what their offense is going to look like uh, talks. They might even get Austin Eckler. They're a candidate to get Austin Eckler. So that would even blow things up even more. So um, anyways, uh, yeah, no, I love that you have CJ uh, number one there and that you're with us, but yeah, Nate, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like a lot of it. The the one big thing I just have to push back on is Anthony Richardson going above Bryce Young. Um, and that's just because, like, honestly, the more I dug into Anthony Richardson after the combine, I, the athleticism is fantastic. But his, like, his completion percentage, especially under pressure, like, under pressure, he was one of the worst of any of these guys, and he's going to face a lot more of that at the next level, which is why I think he struggled so bad against, you know, Georgia when he played them because they made him stay in the pocket and actually have to throw the football. And, you know, he he couldn't win that way. He completed less than 50% of his passes. So, um, yeah, just that and his, you know, inaccuracy is just um, kind of historically bad. Um, there aren't many guys that have had that in recent years that I've ever seen kind of like make it. So, uh, I mean, even Justin Fields, he, in college, his completion percentage was 68.4. It's almost like 14% higher. Um, so yeah, he was just way more of a prolific thrower. And even he, you know, averaged 150 passing yards this last year. And there's still a lot of concern about his ability to win from the pocket and, um, you know, be successful. So um, just the, those kind of things really worry me about Richardson and like, I wish his rushing numbers would reflect his athleticism a little bit more as well. But, um, but yeah, he, he's not quite as prolific as I, as I would expect in that regard, but the upside is obviously there and he's still only 21 years old. So um, I get that, but that's, that's the only thing I would have to push back on. Yeah. Seeing how small Bryce Young is, he's like Kyler Murray, but skinny and not quite as athletic as Kyler Murray. So that right there is, he's going to need a good offensive line. If not, I think he's, going to be in trouble and I think he's a little more prone to injury at that size as opposed to if he was over 200 pounds but yeah I agree it's it's risky taking Anthony Anthony Richardson there for sure yeah and to be fair you know he weighed in at 204 at the combine but I think we all know that that's a charade um that's not his playing weight and he did absolutely nothing at the combine because I think that weight would have uh, affected his performance um so you know that that it's not that I knocked him for not uh, participating in the combine. I know that people were knocking him for his weight, but um, you know he couldn't do anything about the height, so he knew he just had to go in and and, and measure that. But um, I wish he still would have, uh, you know, been at a weight that he could have, you know, if, if not run, at least still throw in the drills. Um, but, uh, but, you know, that's, that's, uh, we'll, we'll see how the pro day goes, but yeah, we'll Levis at five. That's definitely bold. Um, you know, I, um, I think he has some good traits. Certainly, obviously mm-hmm. he has a rocket launcher for an arm and, uh, his junior year looked a lot better than his senior year. And there's talks that he was playing injured his senior year. Um, so mm-hmm. I am a little bit, I mean, I have him one spot higher effectively at four. So it's not like we're. I'm button heads too hard here, but at the same time, I, it sounds like I'm just a little bit more in on him overall. I am pretty excited about um, all five of the top five prospects here. Um, and, you know, I do think Hendon Hooker will be drafted later, Nate, you know, and, and that might or may or may not make you uh, drop him, but he could be drafted into a better situation. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I'm holding out hope for more so than him getting similar draft capital yeah. uh, than than those top four but honestly uh, i'm holding out for him to the Colts. that's that's what i'm at four mm, no like if oh, he falls oh, to the okay. second round or if they trade okay. up to okay. the top of the or the end of the first okay yeah okay, no, no, okay. no 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 not a four. okay sorry it's like dude that's not gonna happen no. <laughs> okay, I, okay i'm cool, aware cool, cool, cool. 
No, okay, good. No, that would be that would be cool. Um, you know, I mentioned uh the the, the Gino. I like like him landing in Seattle and 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 working behind Gino. Mm -hmm. um, I've for, seen that as a popular spot for um uh Richardson as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be good as well. But anyways, well that's uh yeah, that's our quarterback uh rankings there. Um relatively close. We got a little bit of a disagreement on Nate's part with Anthony Richardson and Josh is the high guy, but mm. you know, I'm right there with you honestly, man. I uh there's situations where I would draft him as the second quarterback off the board for sure, so um all right, well let's move on to the running backs and Nate, I'll let you get into your pre-draft or pre combine running backs and uh and uh, talk about how they've changed you go first this time okay felt like <laughs> i've been talking too long but the fair enough i'll keep talking um all right so uh we got our top 12 here for the for the running backs of course and we might throw in a couple honorable mentions but um before the combine i had Bijan robinson one as everyone should uh jameer gibbs two zach charbonnet three devon a chain four Andre Miller, five, Sean Tucker, six, Zach Evans, seven, Tank Bigsby, eight, Tajay Spears, nine, Kenny McIntosh, 10, Roshan Johnson, 11, and Israel Abanakanda at 12. Um, so a couple of changes here. This is the one that changed the most, but still nothing too crazy. Um, my top six remain the same. I'll go over them again uh, quickly here. Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Charbonnet. To me, that's a clear top three tier and the only running backs that I'm really considering using a first round fantasy pick on. Um, and then after that, it, it goes Devon A. Chain, who uh didn't quite run the four two, but four three two was also was still the fastest running back at the combine. And uh yeah, he I think he probably was weighed in maybe a couple pounds heavier than he might play at. And maybe he can get it like a four, two, eight, uh, but still happy with what he did. Uh, Kendra Miller at five did not participate at the combine and neither did Sean Tucker at six. So I didn't really knock him or, or, um, you know, bump him up for any reason. Uh, but my first change comes at seven. I previously had Zach Evans. Now Tajay Spears has moved himself up two spots. He is now at seven. Um, so I have Tajay Spears at seven tank Bigsby is still at eight where he was pre uh, combine. Zach Evans has dropped down to nine, man. I'm so disappointed in Zach Evans. Why would you even come, man? I don't understand if you're going to come in and weigh two Oh five, just and do nothing else. Two Oh two and do, and do nothing else. Like, what are you doing here? Like, why would you do this to me? I really liked you. And I still like you. Your film looks great. And I thought I'll, here's the thing, Josh, I was like, dude, People are saying he's 195. This is a 215, 215 pound running back. Look how he runs. Like I said that on this podcast yep. and now I'm hitting, sitting here with him weighing 13 pounds less and I have an egg on my face. So I'm pretty mad at him. I still have him at nine. I think he has good talent, but I had to knock him down there. So he's the, the guy I dropped in favor of Ty J Spears. Um, Roshan Johnson has bumped his spot himself up uh, a spot is at 10. Israel Bandakanda has bumped himself up a spot despite not participating. He is at 11. Um, and the person that dropped out previously at 10 was uh, Kenny McIntosh. He moved down to 14 for me. He ran a 4-6. That was really disappointing. Uh, and the person that has bumped his way into the top 12 for me now is Northwestern running back Evan Hull. Uh, I am really in on him, man. Um, 
I mean, he's at 12, so I won't say really in on him. I've seen him higher than that, but um, I do think that he can have a role in an NFL offense. Um, but yeah, I'll just briefly go over real quick. Bijan at one, Jameer Gibbs at two, Zach Charbonnet at three, Devon A-Chain at four, Kendra Miller at five, Sean Tucker at six, Tajay Spears at seven, Tank Bigsby at eight, Zach Evans at nine, Roshan Johnson at 10, Israel Bandakanda at 11, and Evan Hole at 12. I like it. Um, yeah, we uh, definitely still have quite a few differences here. So I'll just go and get into my pre combine rankings. They were as follows obviously, Bijan number one, Zach Charbonnet number two, as it should be, uh, Jameer Gibbs three, Sean Tucker four. Uh, five, Tajay Spears, six, Kendra Miller, seven, Tank Bigsby, eight, Zach Evans, nine, Dwayne McBride, uh, 10, Roshan Johnson, uh, 11, Devin A. Chain, and 12, Izzy Abanacanda. Uh, so now, changes that have been made, top three is still absolutely the same. Um, all three performed very well at the combine. Charbonnet did great, had the same vertical as Bijan, and yeah, ran well as uh, two. So, uh, Tajay Spears also looked fantastic, had really good vertical and broad, had a, a tweak in his groin, so he didn't run the 40, but his pro day is tomorrow on the 16th, so he should be running it then. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Sean Tucker did not run, and uh, as far as I know, he didn't have an injury excuse. Like, I tried to look for a reason, but I haven't found anything. So um, just Tajay Spears' is really good performance uh, pushed Tucker down to five for me. Uh, Kendra Miller still follows him at six. Tank Bigsby at seven. Uh, Roshan Johnson moves up to eight. Uh, he looked really, really good. And, um, yeah, actually had the same 10-yard split as Bijan, which is pretty crazy. Um, Dwayne McBride uh, from UAB is now nine. Um, Ten is Izzy Abanacanda. Uh, I struggle with this right here. I'll go, I'll go Zach Evans, 12, Devin A. Chain, 13. Um, I don't want to go. Wait, did you skip eleven? Who who was eleven? I think you skipped eleven. Oh, did I? Yeah, you said <laughs> oh, ten and then twelve. Oh yeah. Well, in that case, uh, yeah, Izzy Abanacanda's ten. Uh, yeah. Then after that, it's uh, Zach Evans eleven and Devin A. Chain twelve, and then honorable mentions to Chase Brown and Eric Gray. Nice, nice. All right, so just briefly recap, just one through twelve, uh, just to so Josh can kind of try React. to digest it. Yep, yep, <laughs> no worries. Uh, yep, top three: uh, Bijan, Charbonnet, Gibbs. Uh, four is uh, Tajay Spears. Five, Sean Tucker. Six, Kendra Miller. Seven, Tank Bigsby. Eight, Roshan Johnson. Nine, Dwayne McBride. Ten, Izzy Benacanda. Eleven, Zach Evans. Uh, Twelve, Devin A. Chain. And that's the end of the list. I hate that A. Cheney fell even further for you. So that's definitely our biggest disagreement between us. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, Josh, um, I'll uh, let you kind of, uh, you can, you can give your general thoughts. You can go straight into your rankings uh, and, and uh, yeah, just, just do your thing, my brother. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a lot of the exact same players, just in a decent bit of differences and I'll hit on those as I get to them. Um, but yeah, one is B. John Robinson. He's in, multiple tiers above the rest of these at this point. Uh, then I do have Jameer Gibbs above Zach Charbonnet, but in the overall, they're only, I think, two or three spots away from each other, so the gap definitely closed after the combine. I think I'm a lot higher on Zach Charbonnet than I was before. Uh, then four, it's one of the disagreements. I got Tank Bigsby. Mm. Uh, I think 
I think his just style of running, the way the teams are shipped into a committee, he's always going to at least have a two-down roll and goal line roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does need to work on his pass catching, obviously, but I think he's going to turn out to be like a David Montgomery-style player. Mm-hmm. You know, won't really break any long, massive runs, but he's always pushing the pile, getting four or five yards, and I think that's useful. Uh, five, Kyle J. Spears. The, I think the easily the best receiver in uh, this group. He's agile. I mean, he made that dude look silly in the senior bowl. Um, mm-hmm. Six, I got Devon A-Chain, so I'm higher uh, than Nathan. I'm with Josiah on that one. Mm-hmm. I think teams, the way they use Kadarius Tony, players like that, I think teams will find ways to get him the ball, get him in space, get him on the outside, and with the speed, that could be lethal. Uh, seven, I got Zach Evans. I wish he participated, but his tape was one of my favorite to watch. I think he's going to translate well. I would like him to be closer to what Josiah said, like 215 pounds. Uh, then at eight, I have Roshan Johnson. Mm-hmm. So I think me and Nate have him at the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was taking him in mock drafts in the late second round. Uh, I think he's going to translate really, really well to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Underrated hands and receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, then number nine, I got Israel Abanacanda. I really wish he would have performed. I wanted to mm. see his 40 times. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, and then the two of the disagreements we have, I have 10, Sean Tucker, him performing. Didn't really downgrade him that much. His tape is what did. I feel like he struggled reading blocks, runs into his blockers a good bit. And then Kendry Miller at 11. He's the one that I could see rise the most because he does have good tape. And then number 12, I have McBride. So I like that Nate had him in there because I think he's going to translate well to the NFL. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I like that list a lot. Uh, I got a little list written down here of the names that stood out to me uh, that we can kind of go through and talk to of five running backs. So first we'll talk about tank and you're the high guy on tank. And yeah, um, you know, I do agree. Um, I, you know, I liked a lot of things about him too. Coming in, you know, if you're a Debbie player, like he was expected to be like, I mean, they're after their freshman years, it was, is it Bijan or is it tank? Like that's how highly, yep of a prospect he was kind of thought of and it is hard to kind of, I mean, I have him down at eight. I I was not expecting him to be that low. Um, you know, he definitely had some highlights to his film, but specifically this past year, you know, it, it, it wasn't um, as good. And, you know, I feel like I expected him just maybe because his name is tank or in his running style or whatever it may be, but I expect him to be a little bit bigger than he is. Um, and so, you know, um, that's that's kind of just why I have him at eight. And just the the main thing for me is just the lack of pass catching. You know, we play in pretty yeah. much strictly only PPR leagues. So, uh, but I do agree with you that in most cases, uh, you know, most teams aren't going to have, um, you know, a first and second down runner, um, uh, you know, that that's as talented as Tank. It's just, you know, will he get to that upside? So, yeah, I mean, not too much pushback to me, honestly. RB four through RB nine is like a whole tier. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he falls in that, in that tier for me and, you know, draft capital and landing spot will completely shift where these guys end up coming out. So if, if tank is, yep. a, a, does end up at four, if he gets drafted in the second round to a team that really needs uh, a first and second down back, Cowboys. I'll definitely, uh, yeah, something, honestly, Cowboys, uh, you know, I'll consider, I'll definitely consider, um, you know, pushing him up higher and, and a little bit closer to where you have him. But Nate, I'll let you give your, your thoughts on tank. Uh, remind me again, where you, where you had him. Uh, yeah. So he's seven for me, uh, post combine. Okay. And so uh, yeah, me, I had him at eight. 
Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I actually like a lot of things I see from tank. Um, you know, we went over him in the pre-combine stuff, but just his lateral agility is really impressive and he has really good vision. He's also a great pass blocker. So he doesn't have to be taken off the field too much. Uh, he can also get the ball out of the backfield and, and do good things with it. But, um, yeah, I just, I had, I definitely had concerns about his athleticism. I thought it was below average and the combine kind of bared that out. I mean, he had uh, below average BMI speed score, vertical and broad all across the board. Um, so yeah, but he is a high effort player that I like a lot of what he does. So honestly, uh, my five through 10 are all pretty much in the same tier. Um, so yeah, Sean Tucker, I just have a five because more of like up upside and how athletic he is and how explosive, um, and that at 207 pounds, I'm a fan of, but, um, but yeah, no, I think he, he could easily end up number five for me, maybe even number four, but I really like Tajay Spears. Yeah, I do too. I like him a lot. I think he's going to do well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are, are – and I actually bumped Tajay Spears up. I was at nine, so it's a little bit closer of an agreement there. Um, but, yeah, definitely starting to see more of, of your guys' side on Tajay as well. Um, but a guy, A-Chain, obviously we got to talk about A-Chain because Mr. Nate here has a ranked at 12. Uh, you know, I know the reasons why, but, you know, I'll let Nate explain that to you. And, uh, and you know, I'll, of course, give give a defense, and, and you're welcome to uh, join me or side where you, where you may. Yep. No, I know I'm going to 2v1 this uh, or, or 1v2 this, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, he's fun to watch and all that, but he gets taken down by arm tackles so easily. And the cuts that he makes in the open field right now, where he just like makes people completely whiff, a lot more of those with better athletes and more experienced players are going to be more guys getting a hand on them. And he still will make a move, but there's going to be a lot more guys and a lot bigger guys grabbing at his legs, grabbing at his shoulders and trying to rip him down. And at 188 pounds, I just don't see how he's going to manage, you know, holding up to that. So I just don't think he can ever have you know, a serious workload in the NFL. Now, if he does start getting moved more to like a slot receiver and like is consistently lining up out wide and getting, you know, you know, eight to 10 targets a game, then that might be different. But I just, I don't see major upside with him. And uh, yeah, I've, I've always been kind of uh, hands off on the super small running backs and it's worked out for me so far. So 188 pounds, just not going to cut it. Sorry, Devin A. Chain. I just don't think he has the power. Um, also, he has you know quite a few drops for a guy that's supposed to be a pass catching specialist. So I, I definitely think he's not, you know, honestly anywhere close to being the best pass catcher in this draft. So, um, so yeah, all that stuff just kind of pushed him down the board for me. Yeah, no, A. Uh, a Chain. I have it four. I'm I'm really high on A. Chain. Um, I just think his speed and explosiveness is literally second to none in the class, and and the combine uh, showed us that. Um, you know, I understand the size concerns and Nate, to be fair, you haven't always been out on the undersized running backs. You had one that burned you and you've been out since and Mr. Kenny Gainwell, but he might be making his return. And Kenny Gainwell uh, came in at like 204 pounds. I mean, that is a major difference. That's 16 fair enough. That's like difference. 15 pounds. Yeah, yeah. 16 pounds. Fair enough. I mean, 188 is certainly smaller than, than, um, you know, most NFL backs, but I don't expect a chain to be this workhorse running back that gets 20 carries a game. And I don't think most people, if you are, you're, you're not watching the film. I mean, I think he's going to be, I mean, he was that in college to be fair, but 
I mean, he's he can just do so much with one touch that I think he'll be much like a Pollard that comes in and he gets these touches. But next thing you know, he's out producing the guy that he's sharing the backfield with and he has to get on the field more. And, you know, he might go from eight to 10 touches. Next thing he's getting 12 to 15. And, you know, I'm still very much in on DeAndre Swift. I know recent news is going to make him a very uh, divisive character, but, um, you know, I think he can 100% serve that role. Him and Jameer Gibbs were the only two running backs that did pass catching drills at the combine. So they're the only two that we got to see a go out there and run routes um, at the combine. It's not that I think those are the no sharps did. Okay. 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 Gotcha. So, so those three are, um, I guess I must've missed him, but yeah, you know, um, I was, uh, I liked what I saw there and I liked that he did that. There are a couple of other running backs that are a little bit deeper that I do think have better pass catching skill sets overall, but that speed and explosiveness just can't be taught and can't be replicated. So uh, I think he'll be taking touchdowns to the house and you won't need 20 touches because, you know, he's got a 60 yard run uh, in a touchdown. So, Uh, but Josh, I'll let you give your thoughts. I think you said you had him ranked at six or somewhere in the middle, not quite as high as me, but certainly closer than 12. So uh, I'll let you give your thoughts. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think teams, if, if they're schemed well, we'll find ways to get him the ball in space, get him in the open field where he can just outrun people and not have to run uh, through tackles. I don't think he's going to be taking the ball between uh, the tackles and guards too often. Uh, but I do uh, agree with Nate. I think he's the type of guy that if he doesn't catch on quick, I think he could fizzle out and just end up being like a special teamer. Like So there is definitely risk there, but I think that's one where landing spot will also matter a lot. So. I definitely see the risk there. And he's the one that can move down after the, after the draft. Yeah. I kind of view him as like, he could end up being like a Darren Sproles or he could be, you know, like Dree Archer, who's very similar. He ran a four, two, six and was, you know, smaller guy as well. Um, Didn't work out for the Steelers. So yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what draft capital it has. Maybe that'll sway me more to you. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And to be fair, where I have him ranked, I'm not sure that there's room for, Upside, like there, he can probably only go down, uh, mm. you know. So in my from my rankings, being at four, like I don't think he's gonna break his way into unless the draft capital is just insane and I lose my mind. But um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, um, so another name, I think this was one that you were uh, lower on than both me and Nate, and Nate's probably the high guy. I have him at six. It's Sean Tucker. Um, you know, I like what you said. Here's the thing. I'll just give my thoughts on on what you said. I had the same note. It looked like he was just accelerating, which he has incredible acceleration, but it doesn't mean anything when you accelerate directly into your own lineman. Um, And a lot of times he's putting his head down and the lineman is moving over like in the block. And he's now, you know, the hole was over here and now it's six inches to the right and he's running into the lineman. So I a hundred percent saw that as well. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm really disappointed. He didn't perform at the combine because I think he would have, perform very well um nate i'm not sure if you have it but do you do you know when his uh his pro day is or did you just have the, the one um i i can look it up uh just give me a little okay while. yeah but, yeah um... i'll talk for like 10 more seconds but uh <laughs> but yeah um yeah sean tucker uh you know whenever his pro day does does arrive whenever that may be i'll definitely be tuned in um you know i'm i'm thinking maybe he can get into the four threes but um you know definitely uh i i 
I'm a big fan of his game, but uh, there are guys um, I like a little more. But Nate, where did where did you have him ranked? Or I know you're 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 still you're still looking that up. But no, that's fine. Uh, but whatever, I, it doesn't I, matter. I, I recall this from memory. Uh, I ranked him at five. Um, yeah, and this is just so much to do with his athletic upside and just his analytics are fantastic. When you look at BMI, Dominator rating, breakout, um, and he carried a pretty terrible Syracuse team and absolutely was their offense. So, and every defense they faced knew that. So yeah, a lot of what you said, Josh, is the same stuff, you know, me and Josiah were saying about him. He's, you know, needs to develop his vision a little bit more or a decent bit more, um, can do a bit better job making the first guy miss and uh, needs to improve as a pass blocker. But um, I also saw a little bit of upside with his receiving game. So I'll make some circus catches against Virginia. So yeah, that, that has me a little bit higher on him as well, that he could have that kind of upside. He's the one that if he runs a sub four four or forty, I'll definitely move him up because I should have uh, said at the top I've changed my rankings a few times a week, so they're very <laughs> fluid. So any stuff like this, like I'll definitely bump him up. So these aren't like set in stone or anything. These are just what I have right now. So if he does really well and shows like he's in the four three, I'm definitely gonna bump him up. Yeah, and that's a good thing to mention because so many of these guys didn't like you know do drills at the combine and didn't perform mm -hmm. like Izzy Abanacanda, Dwayne McBride, like a bunch of these guys we don't have speed scores or anything for. Um, so yeah, pro days are going to mean a lot for a lot of these. Yep. And his pro day is on Monday. Syracuse will be uh, Monday, the 20th. Look at this guy multitasking. Way to go, Nate. Um, yeah, well, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, is there any more, is there any other thoughts that you want to give on Sean Tucker? I mean, uh, it, it will be interesting to see. And I, I will say, I really like that you, um, are willing to be that fluid with your rankings. I feel mm. like I'm a victim of sometimes, oh, you know, I don't want to change this just for something little. But here's mm. the thing, when we're getting new information and it's super important, especially in Dynasty, to be adaptive and be fluid. So uh, I like that you kind of reflect that in in the way that you rank. Um, uh, something I'd be interested to know, uh, Josh, is, um, you know, was there any guy that like dropped a whole lot for you after the combine as far as running backs go? Yeah, uh, Kenny McIntosh did actually. Yeah, I had him race. up pretty high, but the the four six was alarming because yeah, I I just you know, <laughs> but I mean, like I said, draft capital and where he goes could change that because Tyron Williams didn't perform well, but as a Notre Dame fan, I saw him outrun a lot of people in a lot of long plays. So game speed is different, but mm -hmm. no, he was the one that fell the most. Yep, yep, and his hands might save him in the NFL. Um, yeah, this is one thing you yep. can fall back on, so he could still succeed there. But uh, yeah, he was he was a big time loser for us. Yeah, yeah, he he dropped a fourteen for me. And Nate, I will just mention you mentioned uh, Chase Brown. He rose to thirteen for me, so he almost broke his way into the top 12 and honestly he very well could before the draft process is over mm -hmm. uh but uh the, just i will say watching his film the things that i had written down just like maybe the most pathetic pass blocker that i saw in the class <laughs> um and uh yeah he just there, there were times where he was just kind of brought down a little bit too easily um but but at the same time, he showed out in the combine. He obviously his stats are great. I mean, he performed very well in a pretty bad team mm -hmm. uh, at Illinois. So, um, so yeah, I'm. Uh, you're. Where where did you have Chase Brown, Nate? Uh, he's he's 13 for me as well. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So we're okay. We're right there. Okay, there's no no disagreement there. Yep. Uh, a couple more names I have here: Kendra Miller. I have to hear. I'll let you start this out, Josh. Why are you so low on Kendra Miller? Uh. It's when I watched the film, part of I was this is the one I was most torn on. Part of me was like, oh, that was 
like a really good run. He had the really big playability, but then other times I was like, he's just okay. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on the film. It's I'm still torn. I need to dive in more. I wanted to see him at the combine. So I want to see his pro day, see what he weighs in at, see what he runs and dive into the film a little bit more. Cause I know a lot of people are a lot higher, but also a lot of people have him lower like I do. So I mm -hmm. am interested to see his pro day. Yeah. That'll mean a lot for me as well. Cause um, one of the biggest weaknesses I had for him was just, he had, I think he has average athleticism, just nothing yep. special in that regard. <laughs> Um, yep. But he runs really hard. He averaged 3.8 yards after contact per attempt for his career. Yep. So, um, yeah, he's good. It's like make, making cuts in the open field. Just sometimes mm -hmm. look, it just look, you know, just like pretty good. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I'm looking for when I'm, you know, trying to break into the top 10. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Pro Day is going to be big for him. Josiah, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. So I have Kendra at five, man. I'm, I'm really high on Kendra. Um, I think he's one of the – three or four backs in this class that I really see having three down workload. Like I think he's capable in the pass catching game. Um, I, he always makes the first man miss. Uh, he has some of the best contact balance and body control in the class. Um, so yeah, I really liked watching this film. I do agree. It was kind of a uh, spotty in that like he, there were times where he was able to be shut down and you know, the, the, the TCU horn frogs, especially before his, um, seen before his, his junior year this past year um you know wasn't an exactly explosive offense so you know him and zach evans the year before were kind of the central part of that offense and they were able to key on it in on him but um yeah i mean he always he had a average 6.7 uh yards per rush attempt and uh, he has a so there i'm not sure if you're familiar with the elusive rating it's a, a pff stat but mm -hmm. it's essentially a formula that combines missed tackles along with yards after contact uh, and he had 124 elusive rating which is extremely high the average is like 80 so mm -hmm. he's he's um you know very very elusive uh for you know a guy that's uh 220 well i had him at 220 pre-combine i'm not i don't have what they had what they weighed in at but yeah. probably everybody weighed in five pounds less than i had written down so yeah. it was probably 215 but either way for that size to be that elusive it kind of is why i'm so excited on him but i totally agree i mean you know like i said four through nine it's kind of a, a tier for me mm -hmm. but i think he fell outside of that tier for you right he was uh 11 Just or 12 yeah, my tier extends back from I think about five to eleven because mm -hmm. I have Sean Tucker, Kendrick okay. Miller's people that could mm -hmm. bump up to the top of that tier pretty easily. Nice, nice. Okay, good deal, good deal. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, no big pushback there or anything. But he is nah. a guy that I certainly seem a little bit higher on than you. Yeah, uh, Nate, just, you got uh, any, any thoughts to add on on Kendra? Where do you have Kendra ranked? Uh, let me go back. Uh, he is at six for me. Okay, so uh, and yeah, he could question. easily end up jumping Sean Tucker, but um, but yeah, uh, like I said, he's in that same like group of like five six guys that are in the same tier. Um, but Josiah, you were spot on. He it was two fifteen at the combine, at <laughs> at five foot eleven. So honestly, fantastic dimensions. He's basically right at thirty BMI. Um, also another thing we hadn't mentioned is just he's he's not even going to turn twenty one until after the draft. He's one of the youngest running backs in the class. So, um, so yeah, there's, you know, there's the hope for some more upside there for him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's all I got to say. I like it. I like it. Well, there was one oh, more name on oh, oh, the, one more thing. His pro day will be Thursday, March 30th. 
so TCU's is later in the year than normal, which is good for him because he was recovering from that knee injury, I believe. So, um, so yeah, he Hopefully should be he able can. to compete. Yeah, I hope I hope that's the case for sure. Uh, well, we got one more name for the running backs before we move on, and this is uh, one I'll have to defend myself on. It's more of a two for one against me, and it's Dwayne McBride. Um, you know, I can kind of open up my thoughts. I have him, uh, 15. So, uh, he's, he's in my top 15, which I still think, you know, any, the guys in the top 15 can probably jump into the top 12. Um, and you know, are still like early third round picks in this class. Um, but yeah, I just, he has no pass catching upside at all. I'm a big PPR guy. Sometimes I rate guys a little too high for that. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm not excited for that. And if he's only going to be a two down runner, um, Nate has the, I'm not sure if you have it pulled up, Nate, but the numbers on uh, their, their fumbles per touch, mm. but his fumble per touch is astronomically high. Like he fumbled way too often for a two down back. And so for me, it's like, you can be as talented as you want, but if you're a two down back and you're fumbling in the NFL, you're not going to be on the field. Uh, so that's definitely something he has to work on. And I have no way of knowing if he'll be able to change that or work on that. If he does, I could certainly see him shooting up and being more successful in the NFL. But, you know, that's the big concern for me that's kind of keeping me from uh, breaking him into that top 12. And uh, it sounded like you had him as high as nine or 10. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, Josh. Yeah, I had him uh, coming in right at the end at 12. Um, oh, it's but he's okay, one sorry. where landing spot could pop in. I think just his he's got a perfect size of uh speed and able to get through tackles, run with a little bit of power, but also finesse. Uh, he's got really good patience, and I think he has a good instinct on reading blocks and uh, feeling where the run's going to be most productive. Um, yeah, I just wish he would have ran because I really want to see what his sporty speed is, but like you said, he has no path catching. Uh, upside at all and he does have a fumbling issue but hopefully that's something that he can fix with NFL coaches most definitely Nate you got anything to add on the Dwayne McBride discussion I know you're higher than me Mm -hmm. yeah I'm I'm actually higher than both y'all I have him uh, still at nine Um, okay you're the one that had him him mm, yep yep yeah Uh, yeah, he is he's barely beating out Izzy Abanacanda I like this film better than Izzy but um he, you know, Izzy coming in at 216 was a surprise for me and, and a welcome one. So, but Dwayne McBride still had really good dimensions. He's 5'10, 209. So BMI right at 30, which is again what you want. Um, yeah, I just, he, I thought he ran through contact really well. He averaged 4.6 yards after contact per attempt this last year. Uh, and I know he's not playing anywhere close to the best competition, but, you know, he, he kicked the shit out of the competition he played. Um, I thought his athleticism was above average. You know, like Josh, I think he has a really good size speed combo. Um, he's like very productive and efficient. He had one of the highest dominator ratings in the class for his career. Um, you know, runs with really good forward lean and balance. I think he's going to make a really good goal line back and he was very efficient in that regard. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing, five career catches, it's like they didn't use him at all in that role. So I don't want to say he could like, can never be a guy that catches the football out of the backfield, but we definitely haven't seen it. Um, and the biggest thing is just ball security. I mean, he fumbled once every 49 touches. Uh, which is absurd. It was the highest fumble rate in this class and the worst I've seen since we started this podcast. Um, So yeah, that is the big concern. And that's why he's down further because he has the size speed to be higher on the list. But um, yeah, his, his, his pro day is going to mean a lot and uh, you know, where a team is comfortable taking him with those kind of concerns. But I liked a lot of what I saw in film. 
that's the easiest way to for a running back to get buried on the depth chart is to fumble yeah. the ball, especially if they if you're using goal line and you know mm-hmm. starting out drives. That's a killer. So that definitely is something he'll have to fix if yeah. he's going to be uh, productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one every forty nine is higher than I even thought. I was thinking like one every sixty or seventy, but that's so high. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's pretty. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but, uh, all right guys that, uh, is there any more running backs? I, I, you know, that was the list of five that stood out to me among our rankings. Is there any, uh, body else that you guys wanted to touch on or, or that stood out to you, uh, before we move on to running back, uh, wide receivers? Uh, I took a quick glance at Daenerys Prince, his film after the combine, cause he had the highest speed score out of all of these guys, which, you know, is enticing always. But, um, yeah, I really wasn't impressed with what I saw, but, you know, he could be one of these late round guys that you just take, you know, based on athleticism and hope it works out kind of like Pacheco. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just throwing his name out there just because the speed score, but his film is kind of meh. Where's he at for you in your rankings? Uh, low, like below 15. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right. Good deal, man. Uh, well, let's move on to wide receivers then. And uh, Nate, I, I started out with, the last group so i'll let you get into the wide receivers here yeah not really a ton of changes for me uh but uh there there is one big one uh so a pre-combine jordan addison number one two jackson smith and jigba three quentin johnson four zay flowers five josh downs uh, six cedric tillman seven jalen hyatt eight rasheed rice nine Kayshawn booty uh, 10 Marvin Mims, uh, 11 AT Perry, and 12 uh, Tank Dell. So that was pretty combine. And I also had Xavier Hutchinson at 13. It's an honorable mention. Um, now the big chains is, and I, these guys I had in the same tier anyway, but Jackson Smith and Jigba, the size he showed up at was, you know, significantly heavier than Jordan Addison. And the main thing was just the agility drills. Like he destroyed everybody in the three cone and the shuttle. I mean, it was like, yeah, it's the worst drubbing I've ever seen at, you know, at a wide receiver. The best, the best since Brandon cooks, however many draft classes ago. Yeah. And Brandon cooks is an absolute speedster. So it was just, I didn't think he had, you know, quite that level of burst. I knew it was good, but that was, um, he put everybody to shame. So yeah, that mixed with, you know, if Jordan Addison had come in a little bit heavier and performed a little bit up to par, I mean, he had one of the lowest speed scores of any of these guys, um, came in a little undersized, I think at 172. Uh, let me check to make sure I'm not a liar. Uh, 173. Um, so yeah, still not detrimental. Liar. <laughs> still not detrimental or anything, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, um, you know, I still have these guys in the same grouping, but uh, Addison had to fall just because of that. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, after that, it stays the same for a lot of this. I mean, Quentin Johnson's still at three. He performed really, really well. Flowers is still at four. Um, he, same thing, looked awesome. Uh, Josh Downs still at five, ran really well. I, you know, in the four fours, some people were concerned he wouldn't reach that number. So, in um, his film, I really loved that. Uh, Cedric Tillman also, you know, really high, high adjusted speed score, looked really good for a big man. Um, like what I saw from him, I still have Jalen Hyatt right behind him because he really tested well athletically. Um, I know some people wanted him to run a bit faster than he did. Um, I think it was a four four one he ran, but he's still like athletically. He had a forty inch vertical and a hundred and thirty five inch broad, um, so really really impressive numbers there. So he does have that explosiveness, and I'm gonna bank that you know 
a team can teach him some route running skills. Um, number eight, Rasheed Rice, he, another guy that did really well. Nine, Marvin Mims. Um, uh, 10, A.T. Perry. 11, Xavier Hutchinson. And 12, the fastest receiver at the Combine, Mr. Trey Palmer out of Nebraska. Whoa, so Mr. Booty dropped out of your rankings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So Dude. was there anybody else besides him that, that dropped out of the top 12? Um... Uh, compared to your pre tank though oh yeah tank, he was 12 right. before right. and yeah he came in you know relatively slow and super small so bye bye tank fair enough um all right yeah uh so i love that you moved jackson smith and jigba to number one because as you know that was my pre-combine uh, number one, and he is my post combine number one. Very excited for JSN. Uh, at two, I have Quentin Johnston. Or oh, so okay. This is my pre combine rankings. Uh, I apologize. So, uh, my pre combine rankings were uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba at one, Quentin Johnson at two, Jordan Addison at three, Josh Downs at four, Zay Flowers at five, Jalen Hyatt at six, Ashawn Booty at seven, Rasheed Rice at eight. Marvin Mims at nine, Cedric Tillman at 10, Xavier Hutchinson at 11, and Tyler Scott of Cincinnati at 12. Um, so there was very little change. I'm actually really kind of proud. I mean, not to say that my the combine proved me right yet. There's still a long way to go before we're proven right about any of these rankings. But um, I didn't feel the need to change my rankings too terribly much. Uh, the one change that I made was there was a riser and a faller, so I switched their position. So uh, the risers, Mr. Marvin Mims, uh, was not expecting him to run as fast as he did. Uh, he had a very limited route tree at Oklahoma, but he kind of spoke to that and said, I can do more. That's just all they asked me to do. And when he was running the routes on the field, um, you know, although it was a limited, uh, you know, workload and also it's against air, uh, it still looked crisp and clean to me. So um, it, allowed me to move him up to number seven and Kayshawn Boutte, my or booty, my previous number uh, seven has now moved to number nine, uh, tested very poorly and everything. I, I, I know you have him outside of your top 12, Nate. So maybe that's one we can discuss further, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I still, I'm just hooked on his freshman year. I know the talent is there. I just want him to be able to get it together, but the lack of athleticism was surprising to me. Uh, so just to recap, uh, my post combine receiver rankings are Jackson Smith and Jigba at one Quentin Johnson at two Jordan Addison at three Josh Downs at four. Zay Flowers at five, Jalen Hyatt at six, Marvin Mims now at seven, Richie Rice still at eight, Hayshawn Booty dropping down to nine, Cedric Tillman at 10, Xavier Hutchinson at 11, and Tyler Scott at 12. Um, my 13 honorable mention is Charlie Jones out of Purdue, not a guy that I had even watched film on before the combine, and uh, he did pretty well at the combine, and uh, he was a incredibly productive um so uh aiden o'connell who's another quarterback coming out of this class and he had a, a truly prolific connection um so uh i i actually enjoyed watching his film at 13 but yes that is our wide receiver rankings josh hit us with yours my friend yeah honestly not too not as different as i thought it would be um so first i'll start out uh start out with jackson smith and jigba he's in a tier of his own 
And I have them in my overall rankings at going at the 104. So if you like if you're not just for a quarterback once uh Bijan, Stroud, and Bryce Young are gone, I'm gonna be taking uh JS in there. He was the best receiver on a team uh with Chris Olav and Garrett Wilson. And as uh Nate pointed out, his agility scores were elite, and that's the main thing I was looking for on the combine. I'm kind of glad he didn't run the 40. Um, but seeing that agility, I think he's gonna translate really well to the NFL. Uh, two, I got Zay Flowers. Uh, I really liked his tape. I liked the. Uh, I was happy with his combine. I was happy with the speed, his agility, and I think he's going to translate really good to a slot receiver. And it wasn't so much me moving him up, but I moved Jordan Addison down. Uh, wasn't impressed with the size, his ability to get off press coverage. Uh, you know, he put up good numbers, but I think that might be more of a system thing than him just. Uh, demanding uh, targets as opposed to Zay Flowers. He put up really good numbers on a really bad offense at Boston College, uh, really demanded targets. So I just switched them. Four, I got Quentin Johnson. I wanted to see his 40 time, but he also showed his elite athleticism. Was a little worried watching him get shut down by UGA. Uh, I don't even think Kelly Ringo is like a top-tier cornerback. So I think against actual NFL corners, I think he could be shut down pretty easily. Um, but at the same time, it's hard to ignore the upside he has with the speed, his size, uh, and all that. Number five, I got Josh Downs. I agree with Nate on where he's at. I think he's going to be really good. I was happy with his combine. Uh, six, Rasheed Rice. Uh, he was one of my favorite tapes to watch. I think his size, length, and speed, and able to track the ball and win one-on-one man coverage, I think that's going to translate well to an outside receiver. Uh, he does need to pay a little more attention in uh, route running. And he is kind of raw, but uh, he did well at the combine, had the fifth best RAS score, which takes over, uh, takes all the scores into account. And I haven't comped to Brandon Ayuk. I could see a similar outline for that. Seven, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, he's kind of a project, but people were down on his 40 times, but I really, it was 4 4, almost 4 3. That's, yeah. I think that's really good. And I think the hate's a little unwarranted. Uh, eight Marvin Mims, nine Keishon Butte, ten Cedric Tillman, really good for his size at the combine. Eleven Xavier Hutchinson and twelve At Perry. Nice, yeah, man. I I don't know if we're all just getting better at this, but yeah, we got some pretty similar rankings there. So so I I like that. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's not too many major outliers here. Um, uh, just a couple of things uh, that stood out to me. Um, definitely QJ, I have him at two. Um, I kind of put him in a similar tier with with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, I just think it's a totally different type of receiver. Um, I think he's going to blaze the 40 time. I think his, his uh, speed score is going to be ridiculous. Um, and, you know... I understand he got shut down by Georgia, but at the same time, the entire TCU offense got shut down by Georgia. Like it, it wasn't singularly him. Uh, it was, you know, they obviously didn't have Kendra Miller, but it was uh, whoever the backup running back was. I mean, Max Duggan, I think threw for less than 200 yards. If I remember correctly, um, it was, it was just bad on the whole offense. So I'm not going to bump him too bad for that um, against our dogs. Um you know, it's, it's, but you know, that being said, uh, you know, 
other receivers, including Jordan Addison, did have much more, and and Zay Flowers had much more productive uh, seasons and multiple uh, seasons of production uh, where he kind of had one breakout season. So, and, you know, won't push back too much there, but I definitely am a little bit higher on QJ. And as far as Jordan Addison, you know, you mentioned, I understand he went to UFC, USC, but for that, he was at Pitt, you know, he transferred from Pitt and he had his best season at Pitt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you mentioned him being a system receiver, but to me, you know, it kind of shows, especially, you know, obviously I, he had two NFL quarterbacks. I'll credit you that he had Kenny Pickett. And then, you know, we know Caleb Williams is going to be an NFL quarterback. So, uh, Maybe if he gets put with a worse quarterback or he could struggle a little bit more, but uh, you know, I'm pretty confident most of the guys that he's going to be playing with in the NFL will have the the talent to get it to him. And uh, you know, I'm not, not too worried about that. We have him ranked at the same spot. So again, we are, I'm not pushing back on you too hard here, um, but, but um, definitely one that does stand out. We both have him ranked a little bit high, lower than Nate and I'll let Nate give his thoughts on uh, Cedric Tillman and uh, why you have him uh, ranked, you know, you, you have him ranked above Hyatt, which is a very spicy take compared to the community. And you've talked about it in past episodes, but I'll let you talk about it to, to Josh and the listeners as well. Yeah. On the, on Tillman specifically, it's just uh, watching his 2021 film. It was absolutely fantastic and he i just think what he does and his skill set is going to translate better to the nfl than Jalen hyatt i mean he's like shoot dang near like 35 40 pounds bigger than hyatt is he's 6'3 213 um and yeah i just think he has a rare blend of size and speed we kind of saw that at the combine he's definitely on the higher end of high adjusted speed score um he's got really strong hands at the catch point and really good ball skills um, hard to handle on contested catches. And he absolutely roasted Keely Ringo for 10 catches and 200 yards in 2021. Um, and that was arguably the best college football defense of all time. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the big knock on him would just be, he's a little bit older. He's going to turn 23 soon. And um, yeah, he, uh, you know, he only played six games this year, but he was actually playing on a bum ankle, like even in those six games. And he still put up 417 yards and three scores. So um, just, yeah, mainly his 2021 film really, really sold me on the guy. I think he's going to translate well to the NFL. I definitely, no, I agree. I definitely see that. Uh, Brian, my co-host on my other show was really high on him talking about how nuance is important with him given in a stacked wide receiver room, ankle injury, I think coaching changes even. So mm-hmm. there's saying like the best wasn't seen in college and the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick. I do want to point on. Quentin Johnson, a lot of his production, it wasn't just the uh, UGA game. A lot of his production came in just four games. And a lot of the other games, he had three, two, four catches. So I think there is kind of the ability to be faded out pretty easily. So I should specify that as opposed to just being one game, you know? Right. That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I do think that part, part of me being high on him in this class, a lot of the receivers are pretty small. Like it's like, Mm -hmm between five ten and six foot and like 175 to 180 pounds is like the almost every receiver in this class seems to be zay flowers josh downs jackson smith and jay well smith and jigba weighs a little bit more but still mm. yeah, he's over six foot. um obviously jordan addison so uh you know i like that qj he's kind of the best of the alpha size res- x receivers um in the class and so to me I think a certain team is going to draft him higher because they have to fill that need specifically as far as instead of like more of a slot uh, guy or, you know, more 
and I don't want to say gadget receiver, but a guy that can serve that yeah. role a little bit more. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's that part, of, part of it, but no, I, 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 I do like your pushback and I, I, your point is well taken there. Um, well, one guy that, um, neither one of you had drafted and I'm just interested to hear your thoughts, um, is Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. I mean, I got him at 12, so I'm not here to like pound the table for him, but, uh, you know, I thought uh, he's an explosive athlete. He's a really good vertical threat. I mean, he had he averaged almost 17 yards per catch uh, in college. Um, he uh, cons- separated consistently um, at all levels of the field. He played with some really bad quarterbacks, including Desmond Ritter. Um, so uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I, I kind of had to give him some credit there. But um, he played as an outside receiver and a slot guy. He's in that same mold of 5'11". I think he was 178. If I remember off the top of my head at the combine 177, um, it's your turn to be wrong. Yeah, I'm the liar now. Damn it. Uh, but so yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty high on him. I mean, I'm, I'm debating wishing him above a guy like Hutchinson. Um, but you know, that would just, just, you know, 11 or 12 spot is kind of where I have him. but are you guys like totally out on him? Do you have him ranked way lower than me? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Tyler Scott? I have him at I have him at fifteen right now. So and he's one that I still need to watch tape on. I haven't actually watched the tape, but him at the combine, he had a good RAS score of eight point two eight. So he's definitely someone that I added to the list of people to watch. That he wasn't really on my list before, so he definitely showed himself at the combine. Nice. He was one of the last guys I watched as well. Um, kind of found out about him. I can't remember what pod I was listening to, but was put on by somebody else to him and watched yeah. his film and and really liked what I saw. So, uh, so yeah, no, he's definitely a lesser known guy, but definitely worth watching the tape and he might rise a little bit for you. May not, maybe not, but, uh, you know, I definitely, I like the, the plays where he, uh, even the plays where he wasn't getting the ball, he was creating separation. And I think that's like one of the most important things as a receiver. I did. I did want to have one last thing. Andre Iasivas, honorable mention. I don't have him ranked. I'm like 17th, but he really showed out. He's definitely going to be a project. He's very raw, but he's a track athlete. Uh, he's someone to watch. See where he gets drafted, where he goes. This is like a third, fourth round, obviously in rookie drafts. Nothing like too crazy, but just someone to keep an eye on. Right. No, I like that a lot. And that's actually someone I, I need to watch film on and performed uh, well at the combine. So that's a good shout out. But Nate, I'll let you give your thoughts on Tyler Scott. And then if there's any other receivers you kind of want to touch on, Nate, I'll let you kind of lead the way after you tell me how much you love or hate Tyler Scott. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't hate him. He's another guy that I do need to watch more film on, but he did well at the combine. Uh, I have read some stuff that, you know, he, he has a higher drop rate than you would like and stuff. But I mean, he's got pretty good size. He's um, I think it was 5'10", 177, but uh, yeah, he uh, jumped really well, like almost a 40-inch vertical and 133-inch broad, so definitely above average in both categories. Um, yeah, just w- one of the main things that got me to put like Trey Palmer above him is just um, Palmer had an absolutely absurd dominator rating this last year with Nebraska. You know, he's kind of buried on LSU's team for a while. And then he transferred and his dominator rating was over 46% this year, which I'm pretty sure is highest in the class in any single year. So um, also he's bigger. He's six foot, 192 pounds. Um, So yeah, I just, uh, the the upside there with Trey Palmer is kind of what put me um, onto him versus Tyler Scott. Fair enough. Definitely his, his uh, yeah, performance at the, at the combine blew me out of the water and he did move up. I think he's at 14 or 15, but he was like 
in the 18, 19, 20 range for me. So he definitely moved up a lot at the combine Trey Palmer that is. Mm. Uh, so yeah. Is there any other guys uh, you want to touch on Nate? And uh, if, if so, we'll touch on him. If not, is there any guys you would like to touch on Josh? Uh, yeah. So I will throw my two cents in on Quentin Johnson, just to say that he is holding on for dear life at this wide receiver three spot. Um, just because one, I haven't gotten to see him run and that's not a major knock on him or anything, but yes, he's a bigger guy, but he doesn't really play like a bigger guy. Like he, I expected him to be a lot better in, um, you know, catching in traffic. Um, he's, you know, he doesn't cut quite as well as these other receivers, which you'd expect for a bit taller guy. But the main two things is just, um, yeah, Keely Ringo. It wasn't that just like he he had a bad game against the Georgia defense. Like Keely Ringo manhandled him, like put his hands on the dude's shoulder pad and moved him around. And like, yeah, their offense didn't do well, but still he was held to one catch for three yards. So, yeah, I mean, he got whooped. And then like um, Josh kind of mentioned, he was very inconsistent in his production. Honestly, his production is pretty underwhelming anyway. Um like Jordan Addison has a higher career yards per game than Quentin Johnson has in any best season. Um, but yeah, this, you know, his best season was 2022, but even then uh, he was under 50 yards and had zero touchdowns in six out of his 14 games. Uh, so yeah, just, yeah, he, he's a very much a boomer bust player and he also doesn't score touchdowns nearly as much as you'd think. So, yeah, just just all that. Um, I still have him at three because the upside. And like you said, he's a bigger guy. But, you know, there are quite a few things that concern me about him. Uh, and uh, crickets. Oh, I do want to no, mention. No, uh, yeah, I don't have anyone else to touch on. So, OK, uh, um, Josiah, is A.T. Perry on your radar? Because you seem to like big men and uh, which you should have Cedric Tillman higher if that's your stance. But the A.T. Perry, what do you think about him? Well, it's not just OK. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, he rose <laughs> for me after the combine as well. He's at 14. So 13 is Charlie Jones, 14, A.T. Perry. Um, actually, 15, I have Jonathan Mingo and then I have um, uh, Trey Palmer. So Jonathan Mingo is a, he was highly injured out of uh Old Miss, but definitely a guy that uh, I went and watched film after the combine and liked what I saw there. So he did, he did rise. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I, you know, A.T. Perry, I didn't like the film as much as I, you know, thought I would have liked it. I thought he's kind of stiff um, and not one of the better route runners, but his size and touchdown ability. I mean, uh, you might have the sets in front of you, Nate, but his touchdowns are uh, the, the, catch per touchdown um, or touchdown per catch. That's what the stat is, mm -hmm. uh, is higher than I think anybody in this class, but yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely impressive there. So if you're looking for a big red zone option, uh, he could definitely be that guy and he could end up jumping into the top 12 <laughs> as you both have them, um, you know, uh, by the end of the draft. So we'll just have to see, but yeah, damn, I got jumped on for QJ, man. I'm going to have to defend <laughs> my boy. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'll definitely be uh, grabbing QJ. It sounds like in the drafts that the three of us are in uh, together. So, so I'll be happy about that, but um, I do love your bravery, uh, Josh, just to close out this wide receiver discussion. I won't say bravery, just uh, off the beaten path of Zay flowers at two. I love Zay flowers. I mean, he's at five just after Josh downs, but uh, Nate has him at four, I believe. So we're both very high on him. And yeah, I think the fact that he comes out of Boston college, people aren't 
taking him as seriously as maybe they should. But the fact that you have him at two, and I mean, I think he should be considered more in this top tier receivers. I think him and Josh Downs are pretty similar prospects as far as the the mm-hmm. the, the role they'll serve in the NFL. Um, but so I do have Josh Downs just a little bit higher. But uh, that being said, I could you know totally see Zay Flowers breaking into the. Uh, top three for me because uh he's actually getting a lot of nfl hype and he's getting you know mock drafted a lot in the first round so uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for him yeah draft capital will be huge for him see how uh, much pe- uh, teams are willing to pay and yeah damn my mind just went blank <laughs> it happens That's no, all right. uh, <laughs> No, I mean, oh, he played on a really bad offense, and he still got a thousand yards in his tape for his for him being kind of shorter. He can go up and get the balls. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, his vertical leap was really good at the combine. Uh, his explosion statistics, I think, were good. So his his tape was really good for a size. He's a he's able to go up and get balls and make catches, and that's big in the red zone. Yeah, no, two is as high as I've seen him, but I like that you have that. That's definitely mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, a place where your ranking stood out to me, uh, but. Um, but yeah, um, I, I guess, uh, we can move on and close it out here with our tight ends and, uh, me and eight actually didn't get to, uh, the tight ends before the combine happened. We did the other three positions, so we don't have pre-combine rankings. We just have, and actually it's, it's hard to do pre-combine rankings for tight ends. It's really nice to have the, the stats and things. So we're not too upset about that, but we'll just go through quickly our tight end rankings, uh, which was last week's episode, uh, that we just did, uh, if uh, anybody cares to listen and, uh, and then you can give yours and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss. Uh, but, um, I have a feeling, I know one discussion we're going to have just because I know where I have them. I know where Nate has them and I know where you're going to have them. I think just based off of the school you're in for, uh, but uh, Michael Mayer is my number one tight end. Um, I think he's the most well-rounded and most um, ready for the NFL right away. There's definitely guys that I think have higher upside, um, including Dalton, Dalton Kincaid at number two. I think he's a little bit more uh, polished in the class catching game and more athletic. I uh, wish he would have done things at the combine, uh, but that didn't happen. But he's still there at number two for me. Darnell Washington, the Georgia Bulldog, is at number three. Uh, he's the best blocker in the class. So we know he's going to get drafted high and get on the field. And I think the pass catching upside is absolutely there. But when you have Brock Bowers as the other tight end, uh, who's the best tight end in the country, uh, you know, you don't get as much pass catching chances, but he, we, we saw at the combine, he did an awesome circus catch. He has great hands. Um, so, I mean, uh, there's no reason to be out on Darnell. I totally believe in the development at four. I have Luke Musgrave. Um, I think he's another guy that's going to have to develop for some time, but uh, very athletic, um, tested well. Sam Laporta is at number five for me. Tanner Kraft is at six, coming out of uh, South Dakota State. Zach Kuntz is at seven, the Old Dominion player transferring from Penn State. And Will Mallory uh, from Miami is number eight for me. So Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, Darnell Washington, Luke Musgrave, Sam Laporta, Tanner Kraft, Zach Kuntz, and at eight, 
Will Mallory is my top eight tight ends in this class. And it's a very athletic and deep tight end class. I honestly think all eight of these guys and possibly past it um, have a chance to be, you know, the, a tight end one on a team in the next two or three years. So some of them is going to take time to develop, but we know that with tight ends, you know, if anything, that's the, that's the position you need to be the most forgiving for as far as uh, waiting on their development. So uh, yeah, that is, that's, that's my top eight, Nate, I'll let you give yours. I think you'll need to unmute. Yes, I will. Uh, <laughs> I had to cough and I muted myself. Uh, yeah, so um, we already differ at the top. Uh, if you listen to the last uh, episode, you know Dalton Kincaid is my number one tight end. Um, just really, really polished as a receiver, can dominate in that area, and just is looks way more explosive on film than Michael Mayer. Um, had a back injury, so didn't do all the athletic stuff at the combine, but I have very little doubt that he's more athletic than Mayer. Um, number two, this one was tough for me, but I was sticking with Darnell Washington, just the upside he has. Uh, he's absolute freak of nature at the position and an insane wingspan. He's going to be on the field all the time, you know, anyway, as a blocker. So it's just going to open up opportunities for him. So yeah, uh, Darnell Washington comes in at two. Michael Mayer dropped to three. Uh, still really like the guy, but he's just a subpar athlete. And I was hoping even with the four seven, he'd be somewhere in the TJ Hawkinson territory of athleticism, but um, that like, I think it was 1.68, 10 yard split was God awful. So, um, it's just, he, he lacks explosiveness. He's not very, you know, quick twitch guy. Um, but he has really, really good hands and he's, you know, as solid as they come, he's, you know, easy plug and play guy. Um, but I just think the upside is limited for him. Um, Sam Laporta come in at, it came in at number four. I really, really liked what I saw from him. Uh, honestly, he's, he's knocking on the door of these top three. Uh, Luke Musgrave was kind of disappointed in what I saw from him, but he's a really good athlete. He comes in at five. Uh, Will Mallory from Miami at six. Seven is Mr. Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State University. And uh, Zach Kuntz um, from Old Dominion comes in at eight. What'd you call me? Yeah. <laughs> uh Called you Anyways, yeah, uh, Josh. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll let you uh, give your tight end rankings here, and I'm definitely interested to hear uh, what you what you got going on. All right, so yeah, number one, first off, I'll start saying I am a Notre Dame fan, but I'll also finish this by saying the before the combine and before all this started, there was a big tier between Michael Mayer and anyone else that's definitely shrunk down considerably. But I do still think he's number one. I think his athleticism rate similar to that of someone like Jason Witten. Uh, Jason Witten put up three or four thousand yard seasons. So I think his ability to be able to block day one, he's not an elite blocker, but he's good enough to get down there and block and run routes. Uh, I think he's smart enough as a player. He's always seemed to find the opening in zones to get open. He was uh, at Notre Dame. He was the quarterback's best friend. So I think given the right system, he can fit right in, be big for third downs and be a pretty good red zone target. Uh, number two, I agree with you all. It's Darnell Washington. Uh, at least I agree with Nate. I think the catch, honestly, at the combine is what made me do it. Not because I didn't know he could catch, but I think that in itself is going to boost his draft capital considerably. Yeah. The one downside, and I have Dalton Kincaid literally one spot in my overall rankings behind him. My one downside is I'm afraid a team's going to use him as an extra offensive lineman more so than letting him run the routes they maybe should kind of like UGA did for Brock Bowers, let Brock Bowers line up in the slot. We'll just have him block as an extra tackle. I'm afraid that might cap his upside a little bit. But, yeah, I have him two, I have three, Kincaid. Four, Luke Musgrave. 
five Sam Laporta. Uh, six Tanner Craft. I think Tanner Craft has pretty good upside, but he might be a little raw. And seven, someone who wasn't even really on my radar till the combine is Zach Koontz. Probably the most unfortunate name in the draft. <laughs> um, but he tested elite not only in his speed stuff, but also the bench press. So I think that's put him on the radar for a lot of teams. And then eight, I have Will Mallory. We have the exact same rankings, except for we got uh, Kincaid and Washington swap there. So uh, I don't have too much to argue with you there. Um, I hate being the low guy on Washington. Y'all make me feel like I'm not a loyal dog here. Um, I'm not even a UGA fan. Yeah, I know. You kind of despise UGA despite living in Athens, (laughs) Georgia. What a hipster. What a hipster. Yeah, I get that. Uh, well, it, it only meant something to be jealous about the past two years. It was a miserable existence before that. But um, but yeah, so um, yeah, it's I, I find that very interesting, definitely. Uh, yeah, Zach, Zach Koontz, for me, didn't know about him, didn't know who he was, anything about him. Was surprised to learn he was a four-star athlete coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, was recruited to Penn State, wasn't able to get on the field at Penn State. And uh, this is Penn State brought to you by the Penn State that started Sean Clifford over uh, Will Levis. So we know they don't always make the best start to sit decisions. But, uh, you know, he ended up transferring to Old Dominion and, uh, you know, being pretty much the number one weapon there. So um, it's uh, definitely a, an interesting guy. And yeah, last year's tight end class, I literally, the first tight end, Trey McBride, me and Nate were talking about this on the phone. Trey McBride was my tight end one in last year's class. He'd probably be the tight end five in this class, yep. maybe four at the best case scenario. So that's, that's really, I'm really excited about this tight end class. And, you know, I think the running back and the tight ends are the the real strength of this class. Some good uh, quarterbacks at the top and some good receivers at the top. But as far as the depth goes, I think running backs and tight ends are, are really premium in this class. Yeah, I also want to point out one thing about this tight end class. Uh, we talked about it on our show last Saturday. Outside of Mayor in Washington, all the rest of the guys tested amazing in the Raz and the Combine, and I think it's kind of ushering in kind of a new era of smaller, more athletic tight ends, especially with Brock Bauer coming next. That, that seems to be kind of where NFL teams are shifting, so that's something to kind of monitor, especially if you're in Dynasty and Debbie Leagues, kind of that shift so you can maybe adjust ahead of time. But just something we noticed, something worth pointing out, I think. Yeah, and you mentioned the Kyle Pitts, Johnny Smith, kind of how we're projecting that to work out. That's also kind of what you mentioned with Darnell Washington, um, what he might end up in that kind of Johnny Smith, what we're projecting the Johnny Smith role will be. Uh, We're already calling it the Johnny Smith role, and we're literally making it up in our heads, but what we project it's going (laughs) to be. But yeah, um, no, so I think that point is very well taken. Um, Nate, what what do you got to add to this conversation? Uh, yeah, um, man, I just, I'm, I was hoping I could have Michael Mayer at my tight end one, and that was definitely the plan and everything going in, but, um, I, and I expected him to be like Jason Witten kind of size and athletic because he was listed at almost the same weight and everything, but he came in 16 pounds lighter at the combine than his listed weight. So he's 249. Um, that's quite a bit smaller than Witten was. And he ran slower. So like Witten actually had a height adjusted speed score of 114 uh, and Michael Mayer, which would have been third highest in this class. And Michael Mayer is sitting at 101, which is third worst in this class. Um, so, yeah, I just because um, I, I tried, man, I tried to find like athletic profiles of like really good receiving tight ends that fit him and just like 
the lack of burst and speed was the thing that kind of hurt him. So, um, but I hope you're right. And he ends up being, you know, the guy we thought he could be. Yeah. Looking at college production between the two, Michael Mayer outperformed Witten by a good bit. So while he is a little, I do think he already is producing more. It's just similar. It was, yeah. I see what you mean, but I definitely have number one watching him do the gauntlet run and catching passes. He's still really fluid, mm-hmm. but yeah, he catches like a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that I, gap definitely shrink between him and the rest of the people a good bit. Yeah. No, the weight the weight was a little concerning to me. I thought he'd be at least two sixty, but compared to this class, besides of course, Darnell Washington, he's still one of the bigger ones, heavier than Luke Musgrave, heavier than Kincaid. So, you know, um, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that he'll be able to immediately come on and be a really good, but honestly, he's probably a better pass catching tight end than at least 16 teams, maybe more than that. I mean, obviously there's not too many like real great tight ends, but it's almost certain he's going to be drafted in the first round. It's almost certain it's going to be to a team that doesn't have a tight end that's better than him. And I think just right away, he's a, he's a, he's in a position that's such a like disgusting landscape. He'll be somebody that you can like feel safe to start. Uh, Maybe not week one, but maybe week one, you know, I mean, it very well could be the case. So um, I feel really good about mayor. I think the only person threatening to move him out of spot one is who Nate has at one. And that's Dalton Kincaid for me. Um, I just think that pass catching upside, obviously that's the part that matters in fantasy, but at the same time, Dalton Kincaid needs to work on his blocking so much that he might not be on the field right away, uh, catching passes right away. So I uh, definitely got to take that into account. But uh, yeah, definitely Nate, the low guy on Michael Mayer. Um, but I, I I don't, you know, definitely I think that we all have the same top three. And I think that's like a clear top three tier that I'm willing to draft every single one of them. Uh, possibly in Mayer's case, we'll see the landing spot and, and uh, Duncan Kincaid's at the end of the first, but probably more so all three of those players I'll draft in the second round. Uh, so um, that's that's really exciting for um, my tight end needy teams, which I have plentiful because I tend to wait on tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so yeah. But uh, Nate, you got anything to 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 add to any other tight ends you wanted to talk about? I mean, we don't have too many differences in rankings. I mean, yeah. I think you had Sam Laporta a spot higher than us. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's really anything interesting to to draw from 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 the rest of it. So yeah, no, um, you know, Dalton Kincaid. I will say one thing that will help his value, even if he's not quite ready to inline block at the next level, is that he did have 55 percent of his snaps from the slot position this last year. So teams can still split him out wide and just use him as a pure, you know, big time, you know, big slot receiver. Um, so that I think is going to get him on the field quicker and in, and in more packages. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't expect to have Laporta above Musgrave, but I just, his film was just way better and he absolutely carried that Iowa team. Um, Luke Musgrave, I was actually pretty disappointed when I, when I turned on the film. Um, but he's, he's definitely, you know, an athletic guy. That's what he has going for him. Yeah. And more importantly, he wasn't injured three out of four seasons, uh, but Sam Laporta wasn't injured three out of four seasons. Like Luke Musgrave was, that's the big concern with Musgrave. It's just, once I'm swinging on deep tight ends, I'll just take the athletic upside typically. But that being said, Sam Laporta could easily jump him uh, after the draft 100%. Yeah, and they were both in the higher end of, you know, high-adjusted speed score and athleticism in this class. But, yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, Laporta in each of the last two years has more yards than Musgrave has in his entire career. So, yeah, it's just, you know, um, 
you know, speaking of production, he's, he's definitely got that in spades. So, and we talked last time about all the awards and actually like he was the team offensive MVP as a tight end for Iowa. So uh, yeah, playing that George Kittle role, but, um, but yeah, so I just, uh, him above Musgrave seems to be the only other significant difference, but we're, we're all pretty much in line. Absolutely. Um, well, Josh, you got anything to add to this conversation? No, I think this is the one we're by far the closest on. Mm-hmm. And it's a yeah. big tier after the top three that could shift a lot based on draft capital and whatnot. Agreed. 100%. 100%. Well, uh, well, yeah, this was really fun to do. We really appreciate you coming on for us, uh, Josh, man. We spent so many hours watching film on these guys. I'm sure you have too, that it's just really nice to kind of splurge these thoughts out of your brain uh, with other people that have tortured themselves in this way. Uh, So we appreciate you coming on, man. I'm actually surprised. I mean, we had some differences. I think, you know, uh, our running back differences probably stood out the most, but I'm really surprised that we came to a lot of the same conclusions. And even if we did have guys ranked different, they were usually in similar tiers. So it makes me feel good about my process, makes me feel like, um, you know, I did, I, I know both of you guys are very analytical minds and, uh, you know, are watching film uh, right there with me. So, uh, I'm glad that you guys are coming to some similar conclusions for sure. Yeah. One thing I picked up, uh, doing this is also, uh, watching some other people I trust watch film who have been doing this a lot longer than me. It helps me know what to look for mm-hmm. and also stuff like that. And it's, that that's helped me a lot of picking up like certain footwork and stuff that I might not understand, you know, pad level stuff like that. So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely always learn from the guys that have been doing it longer from you in whatever you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, just being able to do several years of this now and just, you, you start to notice trends. You really can start having the right mix of analytics and production and athleticism and all this kind of stuff. You, you like me and Josiah were talking about, you just, it takes time to figure out and dial the knobs and know how much of each thing um, to weight in, in your calculation. So it's all one big formula. We're constantly tweaking it. That's why Josh is changing, yep. changing his rankings on the daily. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, it's what makes it fun. And, you know, we do seem to be getting better and more consistent at this, which is incredibly exciting. So um, yeah, no, no disagreement here. hundred percent guys. Well, uh, Josh, uh, before we close out, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, let you tell the people one more time where to find you outside of uh, your guest appearances on this podcast. So uh, I'll let you do that one more time. Yeah, so I'm co-host of a show on Saturday night called the Saturday Night Five. Uh, it's just, we just do five topics, easy way to go through what we want to talk about and discuss, debate. Uh, you can catch that Saturday nights on Going for Two Live YouTube channel. Um also, you can find all my rankings articles at goingfor2.com. There's also a Discord in there that has a lot of trades, uh, ways of orphan leagues, other stuff like that. It's always very busy. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter at Rotonaut. Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate you a lot. We always, um, the second time you came on the episode, and uh, we appreciate you uh, very much for doing so. Um, definitely, we'd love to maybe have you back on after the draft, maybe see how things have shaken up for us, compare them to where yep. we have them, and talk about why things have shaken up for for the three of us so we can kind of do a similar uh pod in this style um if if uh if we could have you back. Uh, of course, that's a couple months from now, but uh but yeah, we'd definitely love to do that. No, that'd be great. I, by that point, I'd like to take a nice break from fantasy baseball because I'll be neck deep in that. So mm-hmm. that's right. I'm yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks for having me on for sure. 
100%. Quick shout out. If, if any of you guys are fantasy baseball heads, Josh also is very knee deep in that content on Twitter. And uh, do you do any of that on going for two as well? Is that just is that just fo- football in there? No, they started just doing football. I'm trying to spearhead it and get something started okay, for awesome, that, at least awesome. for DFS and betting, stuff like that. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's exciting, man. It's glad to hear. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you're doing things in the space. And uh, that, that's 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 really exciting to see where you're going to take things there. But uh, Nate, you got anything to close us out with, bud? Yeah, I definitely can help you in the baseball, <laughs> fantasy baseball. So go to Josh. He's the man for that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It's always fun when you're on. So uh, like Josiah said, hopefully we can do this after the draft and then take a nice long break. But we won't do that because it'll be straight into drafting for Dynasty League. So it never exactly. ends. Uh, never yes. ends. But, uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, well, I, uh, I'm done. <laughs> Sounds, sounds, me, sounds like it 100 well uh for josh and for nate this is josiah uh be sure to like subscribe comment on spotify on apple music on uh, whatever you might be listening to and always feel free to reach out to us um on twitter on sleeper on whatever um you know us from and uh we're, we're happy to answer questions Uh, if you have some topics you'd like to bring up we're always happy to include uh, the audience participation so thank you so much for listening uh we appreciate you and yes stay tapped in it is dynasty season baby and uh it's it's heating up so uh we appreciate you tune in next week for a free agency episode uh thank you very much josh for coming on again for nate and josh this is josiah fantasy dogs out (laughs)